Welcome to our Spiritual Spotlight series, where we explore the vast and mysterious world of spirituality. Whether you're seeking guidance on your spiritual journey, interested in learning more about different spiritual practices and beliefs, or simply looking for inspiration to deepen your connection with the divine, then this is a show just for you. Join us as we delve into topics such as mindfulness, meditation, manifestation, energy healing, and much more. Our aim is to provide a safe and inclusive space for all listeners to explore their spirituality and connect with like-minded individuals. So grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's journey together on the path of spiritual awakening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of It's Me, Not You. I am joined today by my fabulous co-host. Hello, Melissa. Hello. Hello, Jake. Hey there. Long time no speak. (laughs) It's been a really long time. It's been so long. (laughs) So long. I miss you both. (laughs) (laughs) So on this episode, um, we wanted to talk about um, power animals and kind of the discovery of power through the ways of animals. Now I know our Melissa is a shamanic practitioner and she does a lot with power animals and so does Jake and Rachel sees a lot of deer. So that's good. <laughs> let's get into it. So Melissa, walk us through power animals, spirit animals. Let's jump right in. Well, asking a wildlife biologist to talk about animals, this could go for like an hour, but I will. Um, <laughs> we got to keep this episode short I know, and sweet, to I the know. point. <laughs> so for me, a power animal are is an animal that comes to you <clears throat> in a journey and it's there to help you. I do think we have some animals that help us for our entire life. And I think we have animals that come and go depending on the situations that we're, that we're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of like there, there are teachers. And then I also think that when you meditate and you work with them, they begin to show up in life for you. Mm -hmm. I have, um, a black cat that tries to walk the back line, which is kind of funny for protection and a real black house cat. Like I just have seen it outside. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of, Mm -hmm. So I also think it's seeing animals in places that are unexpected. You know, I saw like, for example, a pileated woodpecker, which is a really big woodpecker, and it was in town. And they're supposed to be in much more, you know, rural type areas. So that's a symbol. That's when you pay attention. Hey, this animal is trying to tell me something. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. I like that. Now, Melissa, you do a lot of journeying with animals. Is that correct? I do. So journey is kind of the shamanic meditation is done with a drum Mm -hmm. it puts your brain in the delta wavelength so you're basically dreaming while you're awake Mm -hmm. and you're able to get messages from from that side of things and that's where you work with your animals and usually to find your power animal you journey and you ask you know is this my animal are you my animal and then you find one and you say okay what do you have to teach me Mm -hmm. how are you here to help me and then you can always look it up but it's good to ask first And then is it true that you're not supposed to share your power animals? That's personal preference. I don't like to share them because if you tell people what it is and then somebody decides that they are going to be an unkind person, you don't want them to try to use your animals against you. Mm -hmm. Speaking of animals. And it's a private thing, you know, it really is an intimate relationship when you have with your 
guides are your spirit animals. Mm-hmm. So it's up to you on how much you want to share. Now, how about for mm-hmm. you, Jake, when you hear <laughs> spirit animals, power animals, what comes to mind for you? Oh yeah. Um, so for me, um, when we talk about power animals, yeah, like Melissa was saying that they can come up in shamanic practices, whether that be in journeying, um, or let's say you are somebody who attends, you know, drumming circles, things like that. Um, power animals are definitely teachers. Sometimes they're guides. Um, sometimes they are warnings, you know, it depends. Um, so power animals specifically in that kind of practice can be really important mentors and they do some of them will stick with you for quite some time some of them are circumstantial you know mm-hmm. um and then versus you know so that's different than you know if we were to say you know an animal spirit you know so animal spirit just really talks about the broad range of the uh animals in every single animal kingdom on the earth that has a spiritual or a cultural significance you know um crows crows for magic um also um, heavy in North myth- Norse mythology, um, yeah, even as easy as, you know, the fox. You know, mm-hmm. the foxes are widely known in Japan as trickster spirits, but that's because they're very smart and they love to play games. Um, so they're also really easy when you call on them to look past lies and deception, which is really interesting. Um, so animal spirits for me, I work with a lot in my practice just because... Mm-hmm. I feel so in my personal experience with animal spirits, it's, you know, kind of like a lot of things in life um, in terms of spirituality, they are reflections of the human experience, you know, embodiments of different aspects of the ego of the id of all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, sometimes I'll talk in my readings about that little shoulder goblin, which is that little negative voice that talks crap about you to you within you. Um, in spirit animal talk, it would be referred to as the coyote. Um, the coyotes often looked to as the kind of ego that tricks us and leads us astray, um, can really feed anxiety, things like that, feeds imposter syndrome. Um, so there's lots of really interesting directions to go in terms of animal spirits and lots of beautiful um, animal spirits to work with, um, whether that be down to if you make spiritual tools, what kind of mm-hmm. animal you choose to use um, for said tool, whether that be a rattle, a drum a fan, whatever. Um, and even just, you know, in keeping artwork in the home too, I think can be really beautiful as well. Um, my grandfather used to always have wolves in the house too. Um, they were always his kind of go-to spirit. And so for me, I have a very fond memory of wolves. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's about family, tight knit pack, you know, staying connected and that psychic knowing that your pack is still out there, um, whether you're not on the same path or not presently. Um, yeah, I digress. So there's lots of different directions. No, there's but you don't. I think that's important to have honor to your power animals or your spirit animals by having, you know, <laughs> things of them in the house, whether it's, you know, I'll share one. I really like our owls and I have a couple of different owl figurines and, um, you know, just things that remind me of them. So mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. It's, important. it's important to have that bond with them. Mm-hmm. Really. One of the things that I really enjoyed doing was that I had um, the nine total totem animal reading, and that's with the medicine cards by Jamie Sams and David Carson. So what they say is each and every person has nine power or total animal totem animals that represent the medicine they carry in their earth walk. 
So these animal or creature beings kind of take on each person's abilities, talents, and challenges. So as you come into the earth walk, there are seven directions surrounding your physical body. And then it's like, you, you've kind of like, when you go to this reading, like you pull these animals, you know, that are kind of walking with you during this path. And it's interesting with what comes out because you're like, oh, that does make sense. You know, like what's mm-hmm. in your reading. And then what I also like to do is that you can just pull a card and kind of pull out and say, oh, what does this mean for me today? The other thing I like to do is I have a book, it's called Animal Spirit Guides and it's by Stephen Farmer and it's right on my Kindle. So I don't, I don't have a physical copy of it, but I'll be like, oh, I see deer all the time. Like, I, and I, I understand that we live in the country, but I see deer like almost daily. So I'm always like, what does deer mean, Rachel? What does deer mean? And I constantly have to go and look it up. You know, like I know Melissa will be like, oh, there's this, you know, like this hawk or something like that. And then I'll be like, what does hawk mean? And I'll go look up what does hawk mean? Cause I do feel that, you know, we're always, you know, I know that you guys are both big on symbolism and having like kind of symbols and signs. And I feel a lot of them can present as animals, you know, kind mm-hmm. of coming across your path. Like I might see four crow outside my, my, my house. And then I'm like, okay, well, somebody's going to get murdered. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I watch way too much Dateline guys. Um, no, but it's just, I do, but, um, but no, I, it's, it's fascinating to kind of, when you're not somebody who, you know, maybe is not a shamanic practitioner or, you know, has worked with a lot of animal, you know, done journeying or something like that. And maybe they see a lot of cardinals. Well, what does a cardinal mean? Like grab out the book and kind of see and see it. Does this resonate with me? Like, I just find that I find that fascinating. I'll see this and I'll be like, Ooh, what is this? Like somebody, I think you said a woodpecker earlier, Melissa. Mm-hmm. It was funny because I just got a message from somebody last week about a woodpecker and it's like, I had to look it up. I was like, what does woodpecker mean? You know, <laughs> I, I just find it fascinating. And how about for you guys? I know Melissa, you like the book, um, is it animal speak? Yeah. But Ted Andrews, but it's also about just knowing what are the characteristics of, of that animal. I mean, like Jake talked about Fox and you see a Fox outside. Listen, usually- let's talk about Fox because that's on that Fox is part of my animals. Is it? <laughs> you know, or the woodpecker, the woodpecker could be like, stop banging your head against a tree. We're looking up a you woodpecker. I'm I mean, it up. it's really like, what is it doing when you see Every it? time you guys say Fox, what does a Fox say? I'm really sorry. <laughs> I keep cutting you off. I'm, I'm, I'm punchy. Go ahead. Yeah, I not get that song into people's heads. What does a fox really... say? <laughs> oh my god! No, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, the, the beautiful ahead. thing about animals is that it's probably one of the oldest frames of of, of reference, you know, in Very every true. culture, every earth based culture. I mean, we're all kind of born from earth based cultures at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so even if you look at modern day symbolism, think about, you know, um, in terms of weddings, you always think white doves, you know, for ceremony, for purity, things like that. Um, uh, I think about for sound healing dolphins. I mean, yeah. dolphins come into a lot of healing practices and a lot of healing work. Whales. Whales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I'm going to tell you woodpecker in the book. If woodpe- wood woodpecker shows up it means a storm is brewing either literally or metaphorically but have faith as you're protected no matter what yeah and it can mean um it can mean woodpecker for energy is low as well new beginnings the pileated 
But it, look up. So this is kind of my caution because when you look up something, you can find either the positive or a negative. I'm always looking for a positive, my friend. You know, <laughs> and so you have to have some kind of an internal sound. Okay, you have to have like discernment this, for sure. You know, because people like owls, right? Owls, to me, they're really good at the crepuscular times of day. So they're good like in that that shifting light that they kind of, and they're really good at seeing in the dark. They're really good at seeing things Mm -hmm. in the in-between. So other cultures, if you see an owl, you're going to die. So people could just read that and then freak out like, oh, going to die. I heard an owl call. Well, Mm -hmm. no, I mean, go by your culture or go by what feels right. Like, Ooh, this is it. And sometimes what feels right is a message to like, get it together, you Mm -hmm. know? Pick yourself up. Here's what you need to do. So don't look at it as a bad thing. Look at the animals coming as kind of a caution and also a, hey, we're here to help you. You're going down this path. It's the wrong path. Here's how you need to pivot. Here's what you need to pay attention to. Here's how we can help you out of this mess. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the book, I looked up Mm -hmm. owl and it says it's a particular right time to tap in to the, um, to your intuitive wisdom and what's available to you. Mm-hmm. I love owls as well, yeah. but I, for me, I feel like they're nothing but wisdom. Like when I see an right. owl, I'm like, Oh yeah. Well, and that's a lot with Athena. Like hers is the owl and her, she's a lot about, mm-hmm. um, you know, about that too. Yeah. Anyway. So for both of you, like, I know Melissa, you do journeying and that's going into a meditative state. What Mm -hmm. if you don't have time to go on a journey or whatnot, but you really want to maybe work with any type of animal spirit energy? What do you feel like is a good way to do that? I have uh, a deck on my phone. And so when I'm really looking for something, I'll go to it. And like the one that's today is the salmon. It's a lot about like ancient wisdom and the hazelnut. And if you're familiar, like it's the Celtic debt. So Alwyn and um, I could go on, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, so that's something that I have that if I really need to look at it, it's there. Cool. Mm -hmm. And do you You look at that every day? I do. I love that. It's not my phone. It's literally like one of the screensaver. Is it Uh, an app that you can download? It is. And I also then have the deck of cards. So I'll work with it. And then the nice thing is I might be doing a reading for somebody and I'll see the card in my mind mm-hmm. and like, Ooh, that's part of the message um, for me to get. And then sometimes I'll actually, will get the Celtic name for it. And it's like, wait, what's that? And then I go and and find it and look it up. So that's cool. But it's really just about paying attention to nature. And also when you're paying attention to what's going on around you, you're not so much in your head and you are being more present in the moment. Mm-hmm. And thus you are opening yourself up more for spirit to be able to communicate with you to get and receive uh, messages. I love that. And how about okay. for you, Jake, what is the kind of a practice for you and how you would call in some power animals, spirit animals, yeah, so a couple different approaches, um, of course, during meditation or during journeying at home, if anybody does that in their own personal practice. Um, it can even be as easy as if you want to do kind of like a little of a guided meditation. There's actually a lot of guided meditations to find an animal spirit mm-hmm. that is working with you. Um, so you can do something like that. And you can even it can just be as easy as closing your eyes and imagining yourself in some kind of ecosystem. You know, are you underwater? Are you on the land? Are you in a 
a forest or are you in the savannah, things like that. And then look around in your mind's eye, you know, imagine cool. in your head, you know, what animals around. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I use card work in my practice, you know, almost daily. So some of my decks have just animals in them. Mm-hmm. And you can certainly use that as a way of your practice. So that makes perfect sense um, nice. with the app that we were talking about. Um, so yeah, or you can even, you know, if, if you are somebody fortunate enough to have access to a shamanic practitioner, um, mm-hmm. somebody who hosts space to kind of do that kind of reading for you, then I absolutely encourage you to do so if you feel called to. Um, but also, you know, on the flip side of that, even take a look at some of the animals that you feel an aversion to, you know, are there any animals that naturally have always just rubbed you the wrong way? You know, there could be medicine in that in, in understanding, you know, why am I so fearful of snakes, for example? Stop um, talking about snakes. <laughs> um, Those snakes are the worst. And it's so interesting though, that snakes are such a common associated with evil and, and associated, you know, in Western belief systems with like the devil, for example, um, but then we look at things like, you know, kundalini energy and the rising of that serpentine path to power, um, that really beautiful, untamed energy that can be hosted within ourselves. So it's really interesting to kind of see that there is always duality in everything. There is. You know? I mean, it, you're right. You bring up a very interesting point. I um, did an interview and I apologize that her name is, I think her name's Danielle and she's an animal communicator. And she was talking about how she connected with the spider and it reminded her of Charlotte and, you know, building the web. And it was fascinating because so many people are scared of spiders, but to hear her have this beautiful like moment and conversation with the, and she just has such respect for all animals, but to hear her say it, it's like, wow. It's so beautiful. And I don't like snakes because I'm from Georgia and there were snakes everywhere. And <laughs> I was just not a fan. Okay. Listen, understand. I try so bad. You know, yours get a little more toxic <laughs> once you get that far south. So <laughs> I'm from Georgia. So let me tell you about some animal wildlife. No, like honestly, one of I had to help find a person. Rachel knows about this. And um when they showed me the state that the person was missing to show me the South, they just showed me snakes dripping from trees everywhere. Mm. That was like my way of getting. That was like, you would have to go through the Creek to get to your friend's house. See, I'm really, I'm really Southerning myself right now. You got to go to the Creek to go to your friend's house. And then there'll be snake. I call it a Creek. Thank you very much. (laughs) Anyway. So Melissa, you, do you actually work with your clients to help them find their power animals? For those who are more open to it. I mean, I've been getting a lot more um, people interested in the shamanic work. I've been doing a lot more soul retrievals lately Mm -hmm. for that. I do help them with their power animals. Um, It's something I used to do during kind of the turning of the wheels too, because it's a new it's a new phase. Like we're getting into Ostera coming up and that's a time where you typically would journey. What's my new power animal? Like from, um, Ostara to Beltane, you know, mm-hmm. what, who's here to help me with this part of the wheel. Nice. That we so I yeah, like that idea. That's fun. Do like where you learn how to merge with your power animal and really be able to kind of see through their eyes to help you see what's missing or um, kind of how you can be more sensing of your environment and of what's around you. Like I was even thinking about that today with Maggie when she's outside smelling the ground. Like, can you, I wonder how many smells we would have if we had the nose of a dog. So true. 
And I think another thing about, you know, it could be also an animal that has passed away that you do Mm -hmm. call in that you do want to work with. As a guide. I do like to work with my cat, madam, who has passed. And I will say that that is actually a way for me to open up my heart chakra in a way that you can really open up your heart chakra and then call in your higher self is to think about an animal because an animal is unconditional love. And then how do you feel, you know, sending love to that animal, receiving love from that animal and really opening up your heart. And then you call in your heart chakra, you know, or your, your higher self, but you're opening up your heart chakra. It's a little tip and trick there. So I'll be like, I love you, Gatsby. I don't love you, Gatsby. I'm just kidding. Like, stop barking. I don't, oh, wait, wait. I'm, ba- I'm in I'm in meditative state. <laughs> but I'll think about my cat, Madam, because, you know, when I was a child, you know, young, it was the first cat I ever had was Madam. And I loved her. She's a little chocolate brown cat. Loved Aww. her so much. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to? <laughs> I'm just having a moment. I just, I'm like, oh. I love, I love my little kitty cat. And I mean, it's, it's very interesting. I think animals are very interesting. And I think there's a lot of, um, untapped power. And like Melissa said, you know, if you're looking up a guide, use your discernment. Don't trust every single thing if it doesn't ring true to you, but there right. may be some, you know, truth between the lines. Sometimes there are stop signs and warning signs that are popping up for us that we just blatantly run, drive past it. And, you know, maybe we need to have a little bit of a kind of a kick in the ass or a, you know, this isn't working for you, Sally. Mm-hmm. No, no shame to Sally's. But, you know, some sometimes we need like a gentle, maybe not so gentle. Wake up well, it's going to increase in volume until you pay attention. Yeah, that's how lessons mm-hmm. come. They're going to keep on and keep on keeping on until they smack you right in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Anything else you guys want to add in about using, utilizing power animals, spirit animals, Jake? Yeah. I mean, you know, we've only really scratched the surface, you know, in terms of using animal spirit um, in work. You can, I personally view animal spirits as just the same as I would view, you know, angels or personal guides, things like that. You know, you can call upon certain um, animals for a time of change to stand Mm -hmm. in a certain energy or assistance for a certain cycle of your life um, or to help you make a certain decision or follow a certain kind of path. Um, You know, and then I would even say just for people who don't have any resources to find the meaning of an animal spirit or even like a bug spirit. Um, yeah. I always say that the easiest thing to do is just observe it. You know, if you're out in nature and you say that in, you see one specific animal that you're always crossing paths with, ask yourself, you know, what's its job in the ecosystem? What does it do? What's yeah. its kind of story about? And what does that mean for you? You know, mm-hmm. you might see a bunch of ants, you know, outside in a odd place for you normally, um, and that might be talking about needing to gather together with your people that needing mm-hmm. to organize a group of people, you know, maybe you're having discourse in the workplace, um, or even for the woodpecker, even for example, we had talked about the meaning for that, or mm-hmm. perhaps it's talking to you about the importance of persistence and not being yeah. too focused in the end goal and rather about the job immediately in front of you. You know, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. Um, lots of different beautiful lessons and power to be found in working with animal spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are not culturally specific. They're not religiously specific. Um, they're open to everybody. So, um, you know, take a shot at it, see what comes up. And if yeah. you don't resonate with that, that's okay. Um, but they do still work with you regardless. I love it. And how about for you, Melissa? Just to add on that, um, 
check out field guides, you know, or there's apps on your phones that you can take pictures to figure out what the animals are. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you just live in the city and have never experienced wildlife other than a pigeon or a subway rat kind of a thing. You know, I'm yeah. Yeah. But they can have a lot of good symbolism. They can. Listen, yes. Ratatouille so, had to go through the sewers. Right. Right. <laughs> Mice are actually a really positive uh, symbolism. So, you know, take some time to learn what the animals are. If you're not sure, you know, and when you mm-hmm. see an, an animal that shows up in your mind, just what are some of the characteristics and then, start to search for them. And the more that you work with animals, the more that animals will begin to speak with you. Definitely. And, mm-hmm. and I think Google's your friend. Look mm-hmm. it up. What is what does rat power animal mean for me? Well a rat, if a rat shows up, it means a project or an investment it's about to pay off. See? It's good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Well I just want to thank you all so much for another fabulous episode of It's Me Not You. And thank you both. And I hope you guys have a great night and goodbye. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you found the episode to be enlightening and insightful. Our goal is to create content that not only entertains, but also helps you grow spiritually and connect with your inner self. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, we would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to like, subscribe, and write a review. Your feedback is incredibly valuable to us and helps us to improve the quality of our content and to reach a wider audience. We believe that by sharing knowledge and insights about spirituality, we can help inspire positive change and personal growth. So if you found our podcast to be meaningful and informative, we encourage you to share it with your friends and family. Thank you once again for your support and for joining us on this journey of self-discovery and spiritual growth. We look forward to sharing more episodes with you in the future.